it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Exceptional. Kellen, didn't you think that was great? Well, buzz, buzz, Reed Wilkins. We did have a mosquito as our animal on Name the Animal a couple of months ago, but Randy incorporating that into his newscast. The, the guy's, the, the guy's quite frankly a living legend. Broadcast icon. He is uh, outstanding. Learn something from Randy every day working with him. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Blue Jays in Miami. Well, the Jays doing better on the uh, defensive side. They have not been scored on, uh, but they still haven't got one on the board against the Marlins. It is the top of the seventh. No score in that game after the Marlins blew the Blue Jays out yesterday. Of course, the Edmonton Elks have a game coming up on Sunday against the Toronto Argonauts. The Boatmen, as some people call them. That is going to be on 6.30, Chad, with a 3.30 countdown to kickoff and the game at 5 here on 6.30. 30 Ched. The Elks did not practice today, uh, but back at it uh, tomorrow as they get ready for that one and try to get in the win column as they are 0-2 to start this season. And as you know, didn't score a point Saturday against the BC Lions. One of the many things we are going to discuss tonight. We do have, uh, I guess it's kind of rumor season now. By the way, Think about this. If if that series has gone had gone seven games, Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Final would have been played last night on June nineteenth. That's quite. I mean, that's only three months off for the. Well, they barely. They'll get a little bit more than three months off, but that's uh, that's pretty late into June. Which, as we had some people tell us on the show last week, that kind of made them lose interest in the series because they didn't want to be watching hockey this late into June. Anyway, we're kind of in rumor season now. The draft, of course, is next week, June twenty eighth and 29th. What are we looking at there? That is Wednesday and Thursday. At the moment, the Oilers don't have very many picks. They pick in the second round, fifty sixth overall and then you won't find them again until the sixth round at 184th and then in the seventh round 216th the last pick is vegas at 224 so uh now there could be trades the or you know they could uh, figure something out to move up or something like that but at the moment the uh, draft it's in nashville this year by the way uh the oilers with just three picks so we got the, the draft next week then we got free agency on july 1st so a lot of rumors right now you we probably you've seen the things out there that you know the Oilers may be going to trade yamamoto and, and might be able to uh find a team that uh, that is able to take yamamoto and the Oilers, um you know won't have to give the team something else in order for them to take yamamoto's contract uh so that's one thing to keep an eye on 
And another name to remember, well, you, you probably already remember this name because he has been in the NHL for a while. We have talked about him before, certainly Bob Stoffer, who does the outstanding program from noon to two every week to here on 630 Chet. It's called Oilers. Now, he's talked about this player quite a bit over the years, and uh, and maybe he's he's going to wind up coming to the Edmonton Oilers, and that is a gentleman by the name of Connor Brown, who uh, is going to be an unrestricted free agent, so he'll be available on July 1st. He is 29, basically 29 and a half. He turned 29 January 14th. Uh, missed most of the season with an injury with the Washington Capitals. Only played four games, didn't get a point. Previous year with Ottawa, had 10 goals, 39 points in 64 games, and in the 2021 season, season that was the the season shortened to 56 games this was actually is his best year in a lot of ways 21 goals 35 points but again that wasn't just the 56 games you remember you may remember Edmonton and Ottawa played each other nine times that season Edmonton won all nine games and Ottawa who, who were expected to finish last that year didn't finish last in the all Canadian division and, and who knows if they would have done better against the Oilers they might have been able to flirt with a playoff spot anyway uh, Connor Brown was a, a Maple Leaf before that he did have a 20 goal season back in 16-17 had 14 goals in 17-18 and you know the story played with Connor McDavid with uh, the Erie Otters in the 13-14 season. Now, this was a very young 16-year-old Connor McDavid and a 19-year-old Connor Brown. Uh, Connor Brown led the, Otter, uh, the Otters in scoring that year with 128 points. McDavid was third with 99 points in 56 games. Again, McDavid was just 16 at that time, and we know what uh, McDavid has, has come, but uh, has become. But a, a lot of talk here, again, really going back uh, a couple of summers about a possible reunion for these two players. There have been rumors in the past about the Oilers looking to trade for Connor Brown. So is he a possibility for Edmonton? Well, here's the thing. As, as you know, if you've listened to this show regularly, former Oiler Luke Gazdick was a regular on Inside Sports during the hockey season. He joined us every uh, couple of weeks. He's really dove into broadcasting. He, he does stuff on Sportsnet, and uh, he's doing some other uh, podcasting-type interview-style shows, and he's going to have a new episode coming out on Sunday, and he interviewed Connor Brown, and, and Luke has put some clips from that out on his social media, including this one. So you talk about being an armchair GM in UFA season, and like I did, imagining myself, you know, in a Bruins jersey or in a whatever Nashville jersey. How much does, A, like coming back home to Canada, will you look at that and... You're making me smile right now thinking about maybe a possible Euler reunion at some point <laughs> in your career. Like, have you thought of that down the road being like, man, it would be really cool to play with Dave O again at some point? You'd be lying to say no. Like, of course, it would be, it would be awesome to play with, with, with him and more so for anything, he's going to win a cup here eventually. Uh, it has to happen. And, right? and, you know, and as a player, that's what I want to do. You know, I want to win. You know, I, you you're a player. You want to win in a Stanley Cup in the NHL, and that that's that's a, a you know a big priority going into where you're going to land. And so, um, but you, you think about every scenario truly. All right, so that is. Connor Brown answering a question from Luke Gazdick. And again, that's going to be, uh, or Luke's going to release that full episode coming up on the weekend. But that's a little teaser he put out today. So uh, we were able to post that audio from Luke's social media. So that is Connor Brown, who's going to be an unrestricted free agency. And now, having said that, most forwards in the NHL would probably say, yeah, it'd be cool to play on Connor McDavid's line. 
because you, you're probably going to get some, some scoring opportunities, and it's probably a lot more fun playing on his line than trying to uh, check against him. But just something to keep in mind. Remember the name Connor Brown going into uh, free agency. So d just something to remember there. All right, so uh, we have a lot to get to tonight. We, uh, we will have more hockey talk later on in the show. And the, tomorrow we're going to get the, uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame class for 2023 and we're going to learn a little bit more about this process of how people because it's not just players necessarily of how people get elected into the hockey hall of fame eric duhatchik is going to join us he used to be on the hall of fame selection committee he isn't anymore he writes for the athletic and they kind of do their sh their shadow hall of fame thing you know reading some of the stuff today the one guy who's an automatic to get in is uh, former Rangers goaltender Henrik Lundqvist. Now, there's an 18-member selection committee. You have to have 14 people pick you. Uh, I, I would think Lundqvist is going to get in. Other guys who are uh, eligible, just for, I'm not going to read every single name, Corey Crawford. Uh, you got Justin Williams. You got Chris Osgood, who I, you know, Chris Osgood's name often comes up, and I got to uh, interview him when he was here broadcasting a game this past season, and he said, hey, it would be an honor to get in. I don't know if it's going to happen. Alexander McGillney, maybe maybe he's going to get in. Uh, Jennifer Botterill from the uh, women's side of the game. Uh, Rod Brindamore, now a coach. Uh, Theo Fleury's on there. Curtis Joseph, who was spectacular here for the Oilers for a couple of years. All these names, the only one I see that is highly, highly probable to get in is Henrik Lundqvist. So how does this work? How does this play out? What are some of the things they look at? Eric Duhatchik is going to uh, check in with that one. It's it, it, you know, Hall of Fames are... This is maybe something I, I was a little more uh, interested in when I was a younger sports fan. I, I guess maybe some of these things... I'm not saying... like The Hall of Fame is important. I was going to use the word trivial. That's actually an awful choice of words. Shame on me. But it's... I, I guess I remember who won the championship. You know, what, what team won the championship? <laughs> who was on that team? Whether you're, I mean, What would you sooner have? Be in the Hall of Fame or have a couple Stanley Cup rings or even one? I, I think most people would take the championship, though being in the Hall of Fame would be be pretty cool. Uh, probably some of you think are really interested in the Hall of Fame. I'm guessing other people are like, whatever. It's an individual thing. It's It can be kind of subjective to picking some of the players, so it doesn't really matter who gets in. You can give me your thoughts on that if you like, or whatever else is on your mind. As always, it's the Certainty Hotline, 780-496-0063. The pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro all the way. You can email the show, insidesports at 630ched.com. Follow me on Twitter. Send me a message there if you like, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. I have a very boring Twitter account. I'll just warn you of that in advance uh the uh, as i mentioned the edmonton elks they're gonna try to score some points and win a game on sunday against the argos it appears that taylor cornelius will start that game at quarterback that's another big thing being debated in our city here uh, Chris, uh blake dermott former member of the double e now our analyst here on 630 chit he was on the show last night and he had this comment about head coach chris jones not changing quarterbacks well you only got you only have three quarterbacks and right now the only one with any kind of experience in the, in the league is is the one that he's been riding as number one um so if you um, um if you 
believe that it's worth salvaging, which we, I believe it is because of what, uh, what he was able to do last, last year. Uh, you know, there was, there was moments where he looked uh, like a, a CFL quarterback and, but I don't think that he was surrounded with CFL type players. Uh, this year, they, I think they went out of their way to try to surround him with CFL type players. And, and, uh, and he hasn't performed even close to where he was last year. Now, let's, let's be honest. I mean, uh, one of the things uh, after the first game, we heard uh, Chris Jones say at the end, of, you know, after the game in the press, he said that uh, um, I believe in the concepts of our offense, but I think we're going to have to we're going to have to simplify those comp, uh, concepts. Now, that wasn't directed at the quarterback only. That was directed at other guys that were having trouble making whatever adjustments you have to make in the, in the middle of a play. And then, and then after this last game against BC, Chris Jones came out there and said after the game and said, "Well, we we have to you know from a coaching standpoint, we have to make sure we're calling plays that we that our players have confidence and 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 more." And, and I think this might have been directed towards. Taylor, Cornelius, is that, we have to, that they have confidence in being able to have success with. And so, you know, to me, that that's that's not just pointing the finger at one guy or one group of people. That's some of the coaches uh, taking some of the uh, uh, the credit for this loss as well. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Blake kind of references there is is this all on the quarterback? How much is the play calling or just the general approach to the offense? Are they putting Cornelius in a position to succeed? And then, of course, you have other things that have been brought up, offensive line, running game. There were some drops on the weekend, to be fair. There were two or three passes that absolutely should have been caught and weren't. That's not on the quarterback, though he has missed some other throws. So all things that are going to factor in, but you have to have a good quarterback to win. And it is one of those positions, hey, sometimes you, you take too much of the blame when it doesn't go too well, but you can also get too much of the credit, uh, maybe more than your share of the credit when the team does well. Uh, one guy who knows that very well is Matt Nichols, who played here in Edmonton, also played for the Bombers and the Argos. He's going to join us between 6.30 and 7 for some perspective on that. Kellen, I'm in a giving mood. I know that's unusual. Happy read, Matt. Should we give out a uh, Inside Sports Canned Ham t-shirt? I think that's a stellar idea. Courtesy Elite Promotional Marketing, you have to answer this question live on air. So call in to 780-496-0063. I was talking about the Hockey Hall of Fame. Who is the only former player in the Hockey Hall of Fame whose last name starts with the letter Z? or Z, depending on how you pronounce it. Who is the only former player in the Hockey Hall of Fame whose last name starts with the letter Z? 780-496-0063. We'll get to your answers when we get back. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Black Ocean Golden Sports canned ham t-shirt courtesy elite promotional marketing here's the trivia question who is the only player in the hockey hall of fame former player obviously who's the only former player in the hockey hall of fame whose last name starts with the letter z sean is going to take the first crack at this sean you're on with reed what's your answer hey reed is it uh dollar star sergey zuboff it totally is sergey zuboff now were you sure about that one or pretty sure <laughs> uh, go with like 30 percent sure it's it's interesting so you said former dallas star who he did play for for most of his career but i always think of him on the 94 rangers because that's who he won the stanley cup with right 
Oh, there you go. But he was a Dallas star for uh, a very long time. And uh, did he... I guess he won a cup with the Stars too, didn't he? In '90, I don't, I don't know. I always think of him as a, as a Ranger, even though he wasn't there for as long. Uh, what, what else? He, you he up was to? around for a long time. He, uh, yeah, he, he played a thousand and sixty-eight games. Yeah, from he debuted in '92, '93, and played until uh, 08, 09 briefly, and then went to the KHL for one year. What are you, what are you up to this summer, Sean? What sports do you follow? Uh, well, my kids are uh, heavy into soccer, and uh, some hockey camps will start come August here. So, yeah, soccer and hockey. Yeah, do you uh, do you watch anything once hockey's over, or what's uh, what's your main interest? Uh, yeah, no, just uh, just your kids, kids sports. <clears throat> Not much time for the TV, unfortunately. Yeah. So. I hear you. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to the show. You're get you're gonna get a canned ham T-shirt. Uh, so I, I assume this is a top ten moment in your life. It is. Yeah, I'm gonna write this one down. Slice my Throw something on the fridge over this one. <laughs> okay. Stay on the line so Kellen can get your info. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Reed. Appreciate it. That is a shot. Yeah, it was Sergey Zuboff. I was wondering if anybody would guess Henrik Zetterberg, who uh, was a very good hockey player. He's not in the Hockey Hall of Fame, but just a Zed player that might come to mind. But uh, Sergey Zuboff, uh, yeah, exceptional defenseman, 1,068 games, 771 points. And uh, like I said, had uh, played for the Rangers, 89 points for the Rangers in 78 games in 93-94. Helped Dallas win the Stanley Cup as well. And we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame later on with Eric Duhatchik, who used to be on the selection committee. So how does it work? Does it get heated? You know, what if a guy is a, is a vote away? Do they try to, is there some arm twisting to try to get a guy in? I'm curious about all that type of stuff. But after the news, the pressure of being a quarterback, this guy knows all about it. He's now retired, but he spent over a decade in the CFL. Matt Nichols is next on Inside Sports.